You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is BMWs and Bushes. Have you ever found a treasure in a most unlikely place? The year was 1990 and it was my first trip to Kenya with a team of young adults who would be doing both a construction project as well as ministry presentations in the western side of the country. We stayed at a home for street kids in the village of Bindura, and this was also the village where we would be building a school. It was a very remote place and made us feel like we were back in time, as we had no electricity at all and super cold running water for only a few hours a day. Our hosts were a young couple from Germany who felt called to take in street boys and give them not only a home and formal education, but also a place where they could learn a variety of skills. As a result, one set of skills they taught in the mechanic shop was how to repair vehicles. Another set of skills taught were how to tend animals that were being raised and then would feed the boys staying at the home. It was exciting to see how thought out the ministry to these street boys was and why so many of the boys were able not only to get off of the street, but acquire a skill to keep them off the street. Since my team was a mix of young adults with a variety of skills, we were well paired with the team from the Home for Street Boys to complete the school in the village. In order to start the building project, first we headed to the local quarry to get large stones, and then we brought them on site where a local man would carve them into blocks. Once they were all carved into rectangular blocks, under the guidance of the mason on our team, we would put the blocks together to construct the walls of the school. It was so exciting to see week after week how the school was taking shape. We often had people come to see the progress on the school, have conversations with us and introduce us to their way of life, including their modes of transportation. In this part of Kenya, people rode bicycles, walked or used a donkey to move themselves or items they needed from point A to B. Needless to say, we were given a donkey and a cart to move building materials from the storage shed to the building site. I must say, our donkey had a mind of his own, and when he wanted to be helpful, the building materials moved easily from the storage shed to the build site. However, when he did not want to be helpful, there was no moving anything. One thing we learned that summer was how challenging it was to rely on a donkey for transportation. Another thing we learned was how challenging it was to keep meat fresh when there was no refrigeration. 
Each morning we would receive fresh meat from a local villager, and then the cook on our team would cook it and pack it in salt to keep it safe for consumption until our mealtimes. Feeding the 16 of us in such a primitive setting was a challenge, but it was one that our cook met with gusto and always provided delicious, safe meals for us each day that we were on the build site. As you can imagine, life was primitive yet very exciting in this part of Kenya in 1990. Since we were in such a primitive spot, we found many ways to enjoy being together as a team. This included interacting with the local people, the boys at the home, playing endless games of soccer or Dutch Blitz, and helping out in any way that we could. Early on in the trip, our Kenyan host mentioned to us that the area we were in had a strong British presence during the Second World War, and that there were a lot of abandoned vehicles left in the bushes and forests nearby. He then told us how he, together with the boys from the home, had been able to not only find several vehicles, but brought them to the mechanic shop where they were able to get some of them going. One vehicle that they found was the Mercedes lorry that we used to not only transport the team, but at times to transport building materials from the city of Alderet to our site in Bindura. Another vehicle they found was the small truck in the shop the boys were working on, with hopes that it would be running once again. Since several of the young men on my team loved vehicles and loved working on them, they were intrigued with the thought of finding a vehicle somewhere in the vicinity and then giving it new life. So after a full day of construction and ministry, they would scour the area for any abandoned vehicles. Well, wouldn't you know it, one evening after a long hike in the forest, they found a beautiful vehicle. It was a vintage BMW motorcycle with two large leather seats on it and indicators that it had been abandoned perhaps since the Second World War. The motorcycle seemed to be in decent shape, even though it had been stored in a thick set of bushes for what seemed like many, many years. The guys decided that it was a treasure, and so they brought it to where we were staying with great hopes of getting it to run again. Well, any spare moment they had went into working on it. The discovery of this treasure was not only exciting for us as a team, but engaged the boys at the home, for none of them had ever seen such a vintage motorcycle. I must say, I was skeptical that we would ever see that motorcycle run again. However, thankfully, I chose to keep those thoughts to myself because I didn't want to discourage the very enthusiastic men on my team and the boys from the street home. Well, it was a good thing that I kept those skeptical thoughts to myself. For wouldn't you know it, within just a little over a week and many hours of tinkering on the motorcycle, they got it running. As a matter of fact, it ran so well that on its inaugural ride through the countryside, many, many people came running out of their huts to see what strange vehicle was making the noise they were hearing and could not identify. For it wasn't every day that a motorcycle was seen in these parts of Kenya, never mind a vintage BMW one. Well, Jean had worked on the motorcycle for a long time, so he was the first one to give rides. And he gave the first ride to the oldest team member on our team. She was a woman just shy of 80 years of age. The rest of us also got rides. And I must say that the large double leather seat was the most comfortable I had ever experienced on a motorcycle before and since then. 
Rides were also offered to the nearby villagers, and some accepted the offer. However, others were just happy to stand and watch this amazing piece of machinery move through the countryside easily, carrying two adults at once. It was delightful to watch the motorcycle provide so much entertainment and laughter for us as a team, as well as for those living near to us. It was a way to connect as a team, but it was also a way for us to connect with the local people in ways I could not imagine. It was a picture of how something abandoned in the right hands could become a treasure. It was also a picture of how something lifeless could not only be brought back to life, but be used to bring joy where perhaps previously it had only been used to bring sadness. Who could imagine that a vintage BMW motorcycle would be such a great teaching tool to so many in the primitive area of Kenya where we spent the summer of 1990? The well-known song, Jesus Loves Me, seemed fitting for this episode. I hope you enjoy this version discovered in our archives here at Square One World Media. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? 
A missionary traveled to a remote area in Paraguay only to find that the people had already heard all about Jesus on the radio. They were eager to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Media reaches every corner of the globe. Why not use it to spread the message of hope through Jesus Christ? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. The BMW motorcycle found and restored in the backwoods of Kenya was not only an event I will not soon forget, but the lessons that came with it are still applicable today. Something abandoned and seemingly useless was made into a treasure, and something valuable by a team of young men passionate about restoring the motorcycle to its original glory. At times, we may feel abandoned and seemingly useless, or perhaps view others that way. However, God reminds us that we are valuable to Him, and that when we allow His Spirit to work in us, we can have a life that is unimaginable. And now from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 to 21, as found in the New Living Translation. This section of the Bible speaks of how we can become new in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you, made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you, because you may think S-C-O-O-P, like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.